Blog Talk Radio. college football and NFL football. The committee has made their final four selection. No surprise at all, unless unless you're one of those people that think Michigan State deserves to be a four seed instead of a three, which I do not. I think they're exactly where they need to be. And we have the final four set with number one, Clemson, number two, Alabama, number three, Michigan State, number four, Oklahoma, sets up the semifinal in Dallas between Alabama and Michigan State, two teams that are very similar, and, and Oklahoma-Clemson, two teams that are, but I'm telling you, there's a mismatch in this one that we're going to talk about. I'm not Nostradamus, but I've got my feeling on the both of these games. And just as I was speaking, the Chicago Bears return all the way down inside in the deep territory of San Francisco at home. This game's closer than I thought it would be in Chicago, and I know Quinn's going to be with us in just a few minutes. To talk about the Chicago Bears, Quinn. I mean, your Bears with a huge play right here in the fourth quarter, just run the clock out. Yeah, the goal, it's right? been a really defensive game. <laughs> the offenses, it's kind of been boring to watch just because the offenses haven't been able to So tell to me do the story about Jay Cutler. Tell me about who's missing in his family. His brother-in-law. So his wife's brother is the. Uh, has been reported missing. You mean his wife's husband? Yeah, his right. His wife. Co- okay. Yeah, his brother-in-law. Okay. All right. Cool. Well, hopefully he'll be safe. You know, that's got to yeah. be a lot on his mind. Sorry, I'm eating some crackers right now. Getting some energy for this show. It's what do you good. think about? What do you think about the the selections final four? What do you think about the committee's final four? I thought they nailed it. I thought they did fine. I would have, I would have, I would have, if I was in the committee, I would have put Michigan State at four. But I mean, besides that, it, it was fine. Can I ask you why? Uh, I just, I just, uh, I just would have left it how it was. If you had. I mean, if you had Oklahoma at three before, I would have just lost them at three. Yeah, I can see that. But, you know, what I think hurt Oklahoma was not having a championship game. You know, the yeah. loss to Texas. 11 wins. 12 wins harder to get to than 11. So I think you had to reward it. And trust me on this, Quinn, they did not want Alabama and Oklahoma to play each other in the semifinal, did they? They didn't want that matchup because they want those two to play in the championship. Would you agree with that? Uh, possibly, but nothing's guaranteed. I I think Michigan State will, will give Bama a game. 
I could see it being like a 13-10 game. No, this is a bad I matchup, Quinn. I don't, I don't think it's going to be a blowout. Well, Vegas has got the line at 10, I think, starting out. That should tell you. I mean, blowout to me is three touchdowns. That's what a blowout is to me. And, Jonathan, we're bringing him on right now. I'll ask you the same question I asked Quinn. What did you think about the final four? Did you agree with the order? What's your thoughts about it? Uh, well, I mean, you saw last night I put out a post. Um, I figured Michigan State was going to jump Oklahoma. Uh, you know, obviously Oklahoma didn't play yesterday. And I think Michigan State had a really good win against a, another top ten opponent. And that gave them a, a huge advantage in, in getting that spot. Uh, I think you're going to see – a, uh, a, you know, there's two great matchups. There's two offenses that really, uh, yeah, and, and the Clemson and Oklahoma, they're going to match up really well. And it's two tough defenses in Bama and Michigan State. I think they got it right from that two styles because they're not contrasting. It's going to be, you know, who's the better offense and who's the better defense is going to set up a, a great final uh, where the, style, the styles do contrast. Jonathan, Quinn thinks it's going to be a close game between Michigan State and Alabama. When I first saw that matchup, I'm thinking 2010. I mean, the difference between Michigan State, I mean, there are two teams that are similar, but the difference is there's five-star talent three deep everywhere at Alabama. And Michigan State may keep it close for a for a half, maybe two and a half quarters, but I think Alabama's going to blow it away in that third and fourth quarter. I just don't think Michigan State's got enough horses in the stable to – to compete with Alabama? Well, I think Michigan State is so fundamentally sound that they can hang around for a while. And from what I saw yesterday from Alabama, they're not an offensive juggernaut uh, by, oh. by any stretch of the imagination. That's why I'm saying um, that. Yeah, I mean, if, if Alabama's offense is as good as it was in 2010 and in previous years, I, I, I'd have yeah. a debate with it. That's a good point. But they're not. The That's offense is pitiful. <laughs> I mean, if Florida well, if Florida had half, if Florida even had half of offense, they could have won that game. Nah, yeah, I see. I mean, but the quarterback is important, you know. Every team, the thing is, the, the teams they're playing, no matter who it is, has a good quarterback. Especially if Bama makes it into that final and they play either uh, Mayfield or they play Watson. I mean, that's going to be tough. And I know people say Saban's evolved the defenses evolved to play those kind of offenses, but, you know, I think they'll have more trouble with, with Oklahoma than they will. Clemson. Yeah, both but, those I mean, guys are true, a great are matchup. true dual threat. Yeah, both, this is a yeah. great matchup, Johnson, the, the final four, exactly like I thought it would go. I thought Clemson would lose to North Carolina. I was hoping the officials robbed them at the end, and uh, here we go. But Sonia made a comment on her Facebook, and tell me if y'all heard this. Jonathan, I'll start with you. She said that that the, the committee had said that Jeff Long said that if Clemson had lost last night, they would still be in the playoff. I didn't hear that, and I definitely don't agree with that. There's no way Clemson would have made the Final Four with a loss last night. Yeah, I didn't hear that either. Uh, and then again, I really don't watch the committee shows, to be honest with you, but I didn't hear any rumblings of it on Twitter, uh, anything like that. And honestly, if if that had happened, I I seriously doubt that. Uh, you know, they're, they're going to say, well, we're going to keep Clemson in but not put North Carolina in, even though North Carolina beat them. Exactly. And for the conference, yeah, that's – come on. I mean, if you're going to put if you're going to put something out there, please make sure you have it back-based. 
Yeah, it's easy to say that, Quinn, when it's already over, but there's no way Clemson would have made the playoff last yeah. night, losing to North Carolina and leaving North Carolina at home. That would have been the oh, yeah. dumbest thing you'd ever see. Oh, yeah, and Tarvin, you told me that there's no way that if North Carolina would have beat Clemson that possibly Stanford would have get in. Well, Stanford jumped ahead of Ohio State this week in the, uh, in the final ranking. It would not have. I know what you see in the final rankings, but I'm telling you, had North Carolina won last night and North Carolina didn't make it, Ohio State would have gone over Stanford. Stanford's lost two games. They they beat a USC team twice. Jonathan, it's easy to – and tell me if I'm wrong, and I what? should be. I'm not perfect. Chicago just blew another <laughs> field goal. And Gould is sucks. like the best kicker. Are you kidding me? And he shakes it. <laughs> Oh hey, Jonathan, it's easy. It's easy right now to sit here and say Stanford's ahead of Ohio State. But what would have happened last night had North Carolina won in a close game and North Carolina did not make it? Who do you think that fourth team would have been, honestly? I really would have thought it would have been Stanford or North Carolina. I just, I just honestly think the committee didn't want Ohio State in there. Um. You know, because they didn't. Yeah, want to yeah, they, they, they didn't. I mean, it. they're one of the four best teams. Most likely, yeah. but I still believe that there's that belief that the committee would have been like, you know what, you know, the the Big Ten champion beat you, um, you know, we're we're gonna have them in. We can't we can't have most. I don't think yeah. they want multiple teams from the same conference in the playoff yet, anyway. Yeah, and Quinn, you could be right, buddy. Y'all both could be. I was just stating my opinion that I thought. That yeah, that you know, I'm a, I'm a conspiracy theorist, and I I, I would. I could pay. I could just there and think of right now, in that first round, you had Ohio State and Alabama rematch. My God, you talk about <laughs> the ratings on that game, the the hype and the talk. But again, Ohio State was a fourteen and a half point favorite, fifteen point somewhere over Michigan State. Let's face it, Michigan State's not a better team than Ohio State. They got caught on a bad day and they had a bad game, and it, it happens. The problem with Ohio State is they don't have another chance to make it up. That's their fault. They lost Michigan State's in. And, and Jonathan, that Iowa team's a little better than people thought, right? I mean, we, we were talking about Iowa. They were talking about them like dogs. And, you know, Iowa's a pretty good little football team we saw last night. They're better than yeah. I thought. Iowa, I mean, I, I've been saying I've watched Iowa a lot this year. Because once they got the 6-0, I'm like, wait a minute. What is this? You know, I'm pretty you – know, I'm, I'm impressed. Let's let, you know, I'm intrigued. Let's see what's going on. They're just so fundamentally sound. They don't make mistakes. Offensively, they just, you know, it's, it's just one system. I mean, it's it's just they're they're really a joy to watch for the old school football fans. Yeah, I like watching Stanford. I like watching Iowa, Michigan State, Alabama. I mean, I just like that kind of football. Trust me, I love my Auburn Tigers and, and the spread. Don't get me wrong. But when I'm watching football, I like to watch teams that can – that can pound you into submission. And Auburn can do that as well once, they, once they're rolling. they got their quarterback in place. But just watching well, – let's start with Alabama-Florida, Jonathan. And, Quinn, I'll bounce it off you in a minute. Just watching Alabama, it was never close. And, you know, when Alabama wanted to do something, they did it, it seemed like. Florida's a, a pesky little team. But have you ever seen a quarterback suck as bad as Trayon Harris? I mean, this is – the worst quarterback I've ever seen. I mean, I've seen some crappy quarterbacks in my day. I'm telling you, I've seen some bad ones. But this guy, 
is so bad that I, I mean, tell me, Jonathan, how bad is he? Just just tell me how bad is he. Well, I mean, everybody's got to remember, Treon decommitted from Miami, flipped to Florida State, and then flipped to Florida. And the whole reason behind that was, you know, Florida State and Miami told him, look, we'll let you try out as a quarterback, but most likely they're going to be a receiver or a cornerback. And he just wanted to play quarterback. I, and he's awful. I mean, he is downright horrendous. Um, you know, watching him play quarterback should be considered a war crime. It, it, it's a joke. And look, looking at it now, I mean, obviously Will Greer was – was much better option for that team, made that team much better. But Mark Rick got fired because he lost to Treon Harris twice. So I'm a firm believer <laughs> in that. Hey, and Quinn, Quinn, you think if Florida had had their quarterback that got suspended, would they have beaten Alabama yesterday? I think it would have been a lot better game than than what we saw yesterday. I mean, they just don't have yeah. any kind of thread at all to get a first down. They had like zero yards rushing and like, 50 yards yeah. passing and one play all the way going into the fourth quarter until Bama allowed them to cover the point spread and get some money out of it. But, I mean, Florida's a pretty good team if you throw a quarterback on there, aren't they? Yeah, they are pretty good. That's what I was saying. If they, if they had a quarterback or, like I said, <laughs> a half, half an offense, they could have won the game. I feel bad for that defense that's just – hung out there to dry. They put in all that work for nothing. I mean... It wasn't for nothing. They gotta, they're going to play in the NFL one day, but breaking news, Auburn is getting a bowl game against Memphis, Jonathan. Are you excited, Memphis and Auburn and the big Birmingham Bowl? <laughs> I mean... <laughs> oh, the Birmingham Bowl. Oh, Lord. I mean, that could be a really fun matchup. We'll get to see, you know, Memphis play another SEC team. And it'll just Memphis kind of prove how good uh, American Athletic is. Memphis will beat the piss out of Auburn in this game. It'll be it'll be twenty seven to six. Auburn may squeeze a couple of field goals in there. I, mean, I can't get right excited now, about this game. I can't either. I'm so disappointed. I mean, if, if you see a guy in the stands in Birmingham and he's got a paper bag over his head, that'll be me. Just watch. I'll have. That'll be me trying to watch this game. I support Auburn no matter what, but but I want to talk about this before we dive in deep. And this is this is on my mind a lot. And, and Quinn, I'll start with you. You know, all these Auburn fans out here flipping out because Muschamp's leaving and going to South Carolina. T. Rob's going with him. I mean, am I the only one that's not really disappointed? I mean, I don't care. Really, I mean, are you really upset that Will Muschamp's leaving Auburn and taking his little well, uh, clown well, with him? I, well, well, I want to know more of the reason, and it sounds like Malzahn didn't offer it all to T. Rob, and I would have, I would have liked him to offer. Why? Why? Tell me, tell me why T. Rob should be a defense. I'm, and I'm asking, I'm not putting you down. To me, why should because, T. Rob be a defensive coordinator at Auburn? Because he's a really good recruiter, and I think he's a good coach. Oh. I, I. I mean, okay. I mean that's fair. That's fair. And I don't know who who we're gonna get. Who who's who's a proven defensive coordinator that we're gonna get? I hear Paul Rowe Pruitt. and some names like that, but Please, are we gonna want Pruitt? Are we gonna want Pruitt who stays a year? No, I don't want that. I want a guy that's gonna hang around for a few years. 
I mean, you heard exactly. Mosscamp who said, "Oh, I'll be here for two for two <laughs> or three years, man. I'm in here for the long haul." And then he goes and leaves. <laughs> I don't want somebody like that. And now, and now we need to bring in someone fast to try and save this recruiting class. It's a no, mess. But, but Quinn, Quinn Muschamp's going to be a coach, a head coach in the SEC. I mean, he's not just walking away. From, and, I, and I don't know what would have happened had he not got the South Carolina job. But what I'm saying is, how can we fault Will Muschamp for going to South Carolina and being a head coach? I mean, we all knew well, he was a hired mercenary. I mean, he, yeah. <laughs> it just didn't well, work out. Well, it sounds like there's more behind it. It sounds like Will didn't like Jay Jacobs. It sounds like Jay have. Jacobs is a – Yeah, so maybe we should get rid of Jay Jacobs. But, but because, because Muschamp doesn't like him? <laughs> it sounds no, like – I mean, I'm like, – John You're going to get rid of your AD because the defensive coordinator doesn't like him. Which I don't really? like Jay Jacobs as much either, honestly. Quinn's, Quinn's got something probably brewing here. and I mean, but but we knew going into that hire, Jonathan, that Jay Jacobs and Muschamp had a rocky past, and that's why I didn't know if they would even hire Muschamp. But he was a hired mercenary. It didn't work out. It didn't go according to plan. But I'm not going to cut my risk and say that Auburn's done because Muschamp's leaving and taking his clown with him to South Carolina. I mean, take your little yeah. I don't think so. I don't do you. that either. But I mean, it's it just it Auburn, just Auburn. sucks because yeah it because does. you because you because this defense was 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 going to be really good going into next year and we were going to have a really good recruiting class and now who knows how the defense is going to be next year. Well, it's going to be better than it was this year. I can promise you that. And and one thing Muschamp left us, Jonathan, is we had a great recruiting class last year, and I still think we're going to keep some of these guys that's already committed. You commit to the school, not the coach. I mean, I could see Auburn being a playoff contender in the next year or two if they get a quarterback. I mean, you have a couple good recruiting classes in a row. Auburn has talent. They just didn't have the depth and the quarterback this year. But, but Jonathan, I mean, really, Muschamp going to South Carolina, can you fault him for – for taking a head coach. And that, even though I think it's a mistake, I think he's going to suck at South Carolina, but it, at yeah. least he's trying to better himself. You know, I mean, he's trying to better his family, his, his job. I would take a head coaching job at South Carolina before a coordinating job at Auburn with you, Jonathan. Uh, I would. I mean, and that's, that, that's the big thing here is that he, he got, he got the coordinating job, you know, the coordinating job at Auburn. And that was a nice little stepping stone for him. And I think it was with the end game of him making it back to the head coaching ring. Um, but, hey, you know, you can't fault him for bettering his career. You can't. You know, it's it's, just, it's the inevitable. It's what happened with us with Mark Stoops. Um, and, you know, we we don't hold it against Mark in Tallahassee as much as we'd like to have him back. Yeah, and, I, and, and it's disappointing, like Quinn said, is because, you know, you, you get this recruiting class that's coming in. You, you got a chance. You got a chance to be something special, and you know another year. I would like to see another year under under Muschamp. It was going to go in the right direction, but here's the deal: Auburn has won a national championship with an average defense. They almost won another one with an average defense. So, to me, defense is not the key for Auburn. Just get some good, talented players there, stop some people sometimes. But you got to have a quarterback and. 
I just think people are panicking all of a sudden now. You're wanting well, to fire ADs. You're wanting. I mean, well, they're, 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 there's a problem at Auburn anyway. It's mental toughness, and that's what they're Malzahn's trying to build. I mean, but I'm with you, Quinn. You don't want to go after Jeremy Pruitt right now, somebody that's a hired mercenary that that's going to come in and quit after a year or go go do something else. I say you go to Georgia Southern. I say you go uh, you go ask Gene Chizik if he would come back. You Paul Rhodes, give me somebody or young that's going to stay several years. It's not. One of these favorite people are saying jump, Tracy jump Rocker. Shit. I like that. I like it. Yeah. But what I what I think is, if we're going to bring somebody in, they got to have the same defensive philosophy that Muschamp did. We can't go changing another scheme, or else we're going to, or else the defense will struggle again. If they have to go to another different scheme. Yeah, that's a so Pruitt. Do you think Pruitt would be a good if if Auburn announced tonight, like Jonathan said, that Pruitt's the coordinator? Would you be happy? Uh, I mean, I, guess, be, I mean, I would have mixed feelings because he's a good hire, but then I would immediately think to myself. Well, uh, he's going to be gone in a year, so then we're going to have to try and find a new defensive coordinator. And, Jonathan, it's, you know, Malzahn is probably not the easiest person to get along with, too. He's a offensive guy, and offense is always going to come first to him, right? I mean, he's going to have to find a defensive coordinator that can submit to his authority and just do it the way he wants to. And that's hard right now. That's why Malzahn, it's hard for him to find that guy because he's an offensive-minded guy, and he puts offense first, doesn't he, Johnson? I mean, he's not going to see it from the defensive side as much as like Will Muschamp. Will Muschamp was probably frustrated that he looked like dog crap as a coach. But it's because of the what we, what we had in the cupboard for him. It was empty. But Muschamp's a pretty good coach. But I don't want to see Jeremy Pruitt there, Johnson. Right, no, I I understand that. I mean, Jimbo had the same issues in, in Tallahassee. You know, it was how are we going to find a, a defensive coordinator to go along with his system? And it became, well, let's get Stoops. And I think we all hi- he hired Stoops with the understanding of after a good year or two, he was probably gone. So then it became, you know, well, you know, let's let's try and hire somebody else. So we hired Pruitt, thinking maybe Pruitt will stick around for a year or two. Because uh, you know he was a defense, he was a defense coach, and we hired you know an assistant. He's not going to have as much, you know, cachet to his name, and he was gone quick because of some off the field issues. So now we hire Charles Kelly. I think Kelly's going to stick around for a while. You know, it's just it's very tough trying to balance the whole. Well, we're trying to build something, and you know what? Every once in a while, you need a mercenary. Yeah, and uh, you know, here's the deal. I don't see people raising Kane and jumping off bridges because Kirby Smart's leaving and he's taking the steroid monster with him over there to Georgia to inject their players with HGH and all other sorts of of drugs. But, you know, I mean, because Nick Saban's the man, you know, you know what, what it is. But people have faith in Gus Malzahn, for God's sake, for about five minutes. Yeah, we had a disappointing yeah. year this year. But, but, but this team fought their butt off all year long, losing an entire offensive line. They lost their entire backfield. They lost their quarterback. I mean, let's just 
Stop and That's slow down. That's what I hate about Alabama groups. all the time. Yeah, I mean, we're That's, not Alabama right now. Nobody is. And they're and they're calling, yeah, and they're calling for Gus's head, like, like that's gonna solve any problems. Is trying yeah. to find another head coach and pretty much starting from scratch. Yeah. Jonathan, you know, you know, firing. I mean, Mal Vaughn's a good football coach, and don't you think that people panic a little bit because they look at Alabama, Nick Saban, and what they're doing, and you know, Florida State's doing something very similar. Um, Ohio State, you know, those teams, Auburn's just, they they hit a rough patch right now. They're going to be back. Why are so many people panicking for Jonathan? That's what I'm trying to figure out here. Why? I don't see Bama fans panicking because Kirby Smart's leaving. Because they have Saban. They're in the, you know, they're in the same state. And Auburn at this point, whether you guys want to admit or not, is in catch-up mode with, uh, we're exactly. with Alabama. We are. You guys are trying to catch up with them. And that's why Mark Rick got fired. That's why Les Miles on the hot seat. Everybody in the SEC <laughs> is just trying to play catch up with, with Saban. Um, so, you, you know, it's just teams aren't going to be patient. They're not going to make what we think are the smart, right, sound decisions. And you're just going to, you know, it, it, everybody just needs to calm down and take a deep breath. The only thing that matters yeah. is what those big boosters think. And my grandpa donates a lot of money to the athletic department, and I don't think he wants Gus gone. So we're good in that. And aspect. I set up, and, and you're right. I've, I set up with the I set up with the boosters every time I go to Auburn at the Iron Bowl I was there, and there's not one person in that entire group that did not support Gus Malzahn. And that's what matters. You're right. Fans can do what they want. They all these little people in their mom's basement can get on here and post, oh, God, the, the sky is falling. But when these guys that are given six figures, seven figures to Auburn, when they get tired of it, that, that's when you know things happen. And that's what happened at Georgia, Jonathan. The the big boosters are tired of – I mean, I know Mark Rick's a good man, but do you honestly think Mark Rick's going to win a national championship? No. I mean, it's it's not going to happen with him. We've already – we've seen it 15 years in a row. It's not going to happen. So, at least for Kirby Smart, they're giving him a, a million-dollar bonus if he wins a championship. I'll give Georgia credit for at least trying. I'll say that, Jonathan. I'll, I'll give Georgia credit for at least trying to win. Yeah, because they are, they are trying to compete, and, you know, they want to try and better the program, better everything around. And I know Kirby Smart could be a wonderful hire. We don't know yet. We've got, we got to give him a couple years to find out, and everybody's got to understand it, Georgia – the first two years under Kirby might be a little rough because it's going to be hard replacing a legend like Mark Rick. It's going to be, you know, for him, it's a first-time job. It's going to be hard for him to learn how to be a head coach on the fly. So I think we just need to go ahead and, you know, well, at least George fans need to go ahead and get, you know, let him breathe, let him grow before we start, you know, uh-huh. judging Kirby and comparing well, him to Mark and Dooley. They won't. I mean, if Kirby Smart comes in there next year and he's, Six and six, five and seven, they're going to fire him too probably because here's the deal. Kirby Smart's not even allowed to talk to the media. We've seen him for ten years sit over here like a little bitch and not say a word. I mean, he just sits over there and screams on the sideline waving his arms. He's never had to manage a, a, a Fortune 500 company and run it. And that's what you're talking about, Jonathan. You're going to have to be patient with him. And in and, and this day and age, you're not. You're, you're ready to fire Les Miles. He's probably going to win 10 games. You're firing Mark Rick for 10 games. I mean, you've got to be serious with me right now that Kirby Smart's got two years. 
and if that team doesn't get better in that two years, they're gonna they're gonna roll him too. Because um, if you're, you're gonna fire Mark Rick. Georgia fans are expecting to get to the SEC championship. You can't interrupt me while I'm talking, man. It throws me off. So wait till I call on you, man. You you, you mess my brain up, dude. You mess my brain up doing that stuff to me. And and I'm I'm already slow enough, Jonathan. I can't I can't have any distractions. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, we know you're in your full of uh, energy, but let us old guys, you know, get a couple words out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Quinn, let the old men do something here. But um, you know, I look at Georgia and I I just look at a team kind of like Auburn. I mean, they they don't have a quarterback. They're 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 trying to play with Alabama. And Quinn, I'll ask you, how long are they going to let Kirby Smart? Way around with that 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 car in Georgia and Athens. I mean, that's a recruiting hotbed. If he comes in and and does what Malzahn's done right now, he's going to get fired in two years. Well, uh, well, it depends. If he if he does what Malzahn did, Malzahn's first year, then they'll think he's yep. the next coming of Jesus. But if he goes seven <laughs> or five or six and six, then I. I think Georgia fans will be wanting him gone because they expect him to come in and uh, get to the SEC championship and be a national title contender right off the bat. Well, you look at you look at Auburn, and when Nazan came in, Jonathan, he in a couple of years he was offensive coordinator with Cam Newton won a championship. He leaves and they bring him back in the first year. He plays for a national championship. That's a that's why I guess Malzahn's still employed, isn't it? I mean, because they're going to give him one more year to see what he can do. I mean, as long as he doesn't crash mm-hmm. the car, he's going to keep his job because the last thing you want to do is fire your head coach and, and, and try to find somebody else. Because if you look at it, Jonathan, Auburn's hired. I mean, they they recruited for his system for years now. You you get rid of him, it's going to be hard to really start over again is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Yeah, no, no, yeah, you're you're right. You're exactly right. And that's the whole thing is that the problem with getting rid of Malzahn is that it's it's a system. And, you you know, and that's that's why Florida's hit such a rough patch is because Urban Meyer recruited for his system for so long that once Muschamp came in and tried to install his slow-it-down ground-and-pound, it completely threw recruiting off, and it left the kids he had at the school high and dry because they weren't recruited to run that. And that's the only thing you got to be worried about with Auburn is if mm-hmm. Muschamp, I mean, if Malzahn does get canned, you've got another two or three years where you got to rebuild with new recruits. Yep, and, and you're better off leaving him there, recruiting top ten classes. Eventually, Auburn's going to hit gold again. Saban's either going to die of old age or he's going somewhere. You know, it's eventually going to happen. But, um, you know, I just sit here and think about it. Like, you cannot compare your program. I mean, you, you do compare it to Nick Saban in Alabama right now, but He's had 10 years of, of number one or two recruiting classes, and after a while it adds up, right? I mean, you, you, you say, think about it. Quinn, do you remember the Tony Franklin days at Auburn? Do you remember the weeks, Tony Franklin weeks at Auburn? I don't remember that. Well, Tommy Tuberville decided he panicked. He got beat. Nick Saban took him behind the back of the woodshed and whipped his ass a couple of times, so he decided – that he was going to change everything overnight, and he brought brings in Tony Franklin in to to do do the spread and everything. Jonathan, I'm I'm sure you remember this. They couldn't even get a first down. 
for uh, mm-hmm. for weeks. I mean, seriously, weeks. They, they'd have like three first downs a game because of this clown. You can't change systems on people and think it's just going to be successful all of a sudden. Do you remember Tony Franklin? I remember the Tony Franklin years. <laughs> no, you mean weeks. There wasn't no years to it. It was it was like three weeks and top of a five. Let's be fair, 18 days, 18 days. Yeah, it was it was crazy, Quinn. You were you probably still young to remember it, but I like Malzahn. I like, I, but I think Jay Jacobs could be a problem too. I mean, but he he's hired some good coaches. But yeah, he you're is. you're comparing yourself. If you're comparing yourself to Nick Saban right now, you just just keep worrying about Auburn. That's what we need to do and and figure out. And Jonathan, some good news for you today. Or learn from what Saban's doing, and don't compare yourself, but learn from what he's doing. I know when yeah. I know when Alabama took Notre Dame behind the woodshed, Brian Kelly started trying to get get recruit like Bama did, get get bigger players, bigger offensive linemen, defensive linemen, guys that are better up front. Yeah, that's a and good point. That. Well, we're gonna jump real quick into the the NFL, Jonathan Atlanta today. Loses the Tampa Bay on the road. I mean, what's what's going on in Atlanta real quick in the NFL? We'll run over some games and then we'll hit back into college. But Carolina's on right now, just started against the Saints. They've already won the division. What do you think about your Bucks right now? Six and six, not too bad. No, I'm very happy with the Buccaneers. Uh, it was a, it was a good win today. Uh, you know, anytime you can go six and six after you know being one of the um, the worst team in all reality in football last year. It's always nice. And um I'm I'm quite pleased. Jameis is playing really well. Doug Martin's playing really well. I'm just I'm just very happy and I'm honestly I'm surprised by what's going on. Um because I didn't see this coming. And that's the best that's the best years as a fan. And and, and, and something you didn't see coming. What about the Detroit Lions the other night? They had some great momentum. They've won several games in a row, and Aaron Rodgers throws that Hail Mary pass into the end zone and just cuts the heart out of Detroit and all their fans. I mean, was that a face mask, you think? Uh, yeah, it's a ticky-tack call, to be honest, if it is one. Um, but they missed a pretty fast pass interference in the same drive, so I, I almost want to believe that's a makeup call. At the end of the day, I had Green Bay laying two-and-a-half points. So I'm, I, I love the ending of that game. <laughs> it, uh, that does change your perception when you when you've got some cold hard cash on it. Um, you know the Niners just beat the Chicago Bears, Quinn. I mean, you know your Bears five and seven now. That was a turning point, I think, this game was in their season because the Bears had some momentum too, and now they lose a, a crappy San Francisco team in Chicago. I mean, where do they go from here? Uh, just trying to win a game. It's the same inconsistent Bears this year. They get rolling and they think they can maybe uh, have a shot for the playoffs and then this happens, so I don't know. They've been inconsistent all year. They win a game that maybe they shouldn't and then they lose a game that they should definitely win, so it doesn't really surprise me. Yeah, that sucks. It sucks being a Bears fan sometimes. I know, I mean, the inconsistencies. But you want to talk about 
big consistencies, Jonathan. Look at Seattle today, going on the road to Minnesota and beating them by 31 points. I mean, am I right to be a little afraid of Seattle right now, starting to get hot, starting to play like that team we we saw in the last couple of years that, that played for two straight Super Bowls? I'm worried right now. I'm wanting them to lose so they don't even get in the playoffs, but you beat Minnesota 38-7. to Minnesota's a good football team. Yeah, no, and Minnesota is a good team. I think this is one of the games that we've all been expecting from Minnesota, though. We knew sooner or later they were going to have a game where they just got doormatted because they're relying on not talent, but more of, a, you know, we can just outwork you. Um, I mean, it's, a, it's definitely an interesting, it's an interesting dilemma with Seattle, and I was hoping they lose so it would help out the Bucks playoff-wise, but you know what? It is what it is with the Seahawks. We're going to have to deal with them one way or another. Yeah, then Carolina is playing New Orleans today. They've wrapped up the division, but you see Arizona take care of the Rams 27-3 to on the road. How important is this win for the Panthers today just to, to keep that distance between them and Arizona and that home field advantage? Because if you're Carolina, the last thing you want to do is they start getting cold and letting Arizona creep back into that first seed. I think Carolina's about wrapped up a two seed probably. I mean, but I want that one seed, and I think if Carolina's going to make a Super Bowl, they have to have that one seed, Jonathan. They have to have it. Yeah, they do. And I have – Carolina needs to win by at least a touchdown. Uh, that's all i got to say. <laughs> I mean, go Panthers. Win by at least a touchdown, and we'll be on good terms. And I think Sonny may be in the studio. Sonny, if you want to jump in, press number one. I don't want to bring you on. If you're if you're just listening, that's fine. Stay right there if you want to talk. There's Sonny. Um, Sonny Clark, how you doing, my friend? Doing good, doing good. They got home about an hour ago, and uh, then I, I just accidentally saw your message that you were going to be on early. So I'm watching Red Zone, and Eli, oh, hold on. My microphone. There we go. And Eli Manning there. never, never, yeah. Um, Eli Manning never, never disappoints. I love it. Yes. <laughs> what does he do now? Well, well, he I'm just gets moved Carolina. the ball in overtime when he had to. And that's one thing about Eli Manning. When he has to do something, he doesn't do it. They depended on the kicker to make the field goal to tie it to, in, in overtime uh, to to take it to sudden death after the, the first one. Uh, the first shot, uh, they went in and uh, they didn't match the touchdown of the other team. And so they lost the game. I love Giants. Just, you know, Eli Manning. Same, I, I mean, can, can we finally say he Cutler, sucks? Huh? Well, yeah, Cut- well Cutler, Cutler, yeah, he, he. That, that's not a surprise for Cutler, but everybody just loves Eli Manning. I mean, everybody's always bashing Jay Cutler, so that's not a surprise. But people love Eli Manning. I'm just when when can we just finally admit this guy sucks? Can we just do it yet, or no? I mean, just because he makes forty two million, I guess we got to think he's good, right? I don't know. I think he sucks. What about you, Jonathan? Ah. Uh. Eli's a decent quarterback. I mean, I think I think if you look at him, he's in that middle range where he's, you know, average to maybe a little bit above average just because of what the rest of the league is. I mean, I remember going over this with one of my buddies one day, and we're sitting there going, you realize there's quarterbacks in the top ten that we wouldn't consider top ten quarterbacks, but there's only like seven quarterbacks that are top ten quarterbacks. So that, that's why the Giants are stuck with Eli the way they are. Uh, I mean, it's funny – 
there was a lot of money bet on the Giants. Well, a lot, there were a lot of bets on the Giants, but all the money was on the Jets. So you knew what was going to happen. Everybody saw it coming that Eli was going to have an Eli game. And yep. boy, you know, when it mattered most, his clutch team fell apart. Apparently he could only uh, come back and win against the Patriots. <laughs> yeah, those Super Bowls, man. I've never seen somebody get so much credit for the defensive performances that, that he had. Those defenses, Sonny, when the Giants were winning one those two Super Bowls was amazing. I mean, it was it was down, downright nasty. But I mean, how how much how many more years does he have there? And also Tom Coughlin, my God, I'm tired of hearing how great of a coach he is. He sucks too. Well, Coughlin's been on the hot seat for a long time, Tarvin. I mean, I'm actually surprised that they let him go yet another year, especially with as bad as they played last year. So when I seen that whole thing, I, I you know, and I was heard, I heard that they were going to go ahead and, and and keep him on. I was like, and then then I, at first I heard it was Coughlin. Then I heard Eli got another contract. I was like, oh, God, really? Oh, are you going to go ahead and overpay just because there's no one else out there? I think I understand how some teams don't pay a pay a player who's really been proven to be average just because he might be the only quarterbacks available. You know, uh, and the Giants, they, they fell for it big time. Yeah, and speak, you know, I was looking at Saints just scored on Carolina. I mean, Carolina, this this point spread, the way it dropped and everything, shows me that if Carolina wins the day, they sure aren't going to cover right here. Just want to throw that out there that the, the Mafia's got this game. Carolina's going to probably win by field goal. Your money's not safe, Jonathan. But, but Sonny, how important is this game for Carolina to, to keep some distance away from Arizona? Arizona right now is a team that, that looks good. Seattle's starting to play well again starting to be a little scary. Carolina can't afford to lose a couple of games, can they? I, I well, I, not a couple. I think they could lose a game. I think they could lose two and still be okay because the Cardinal I, I like the Cardinals and I like what what they've done. I I don't want to you know, I've I've bashed the Arizona Cardinals quite a bit. I mean, when I was a fan, the guy the, the team can't win. So as soon as I become a, a hater of the Arizona Cardinals, they start winning. Um, that having been said, when I look at when I look at Arizona, I, you know, right now Arizona's ten and two. I think they're going to drop another game before the end of the season. So if the uh, Carolina Panthers drop two, I'm not worried about Carolina getting the number yeah. one seed in the NFL. And the, and the Saints just, oh, that's how far behind I am. I'm watching uh, Red Zone on um, on my cell phone, so it's like ten minutes behind because you said they scored, and I was like, no, they hadn't. They're still mm-hmm. driving, and so uh, that just goes to show how far behind I am. So if they just scored on my uh, on my uh, Red Zone on my phone. So there you go. And and you look at Minnesota plays Arizona Thursday night. Then they go to Philadelphia. They play Green Bay and Seattle. Those are Exactly. Probably four tough games. Even Philadelphia on the road is going to be tough. It's on the road. And then Green Bay starting to catch fire maybe, and Seattle playing good. They may lose two more. I'm going to say they lose two more games, Sonny. Yeah, I was going to say, I go. I, I would say after today they go they go 500 for the rest of the season. So, yeah, I, and that's why I think that, you know, Carolina can, you know, not that you can really ever afford to lose football games in the NFL, but really um, I think they're going to hold on to that spot. Now, they can't, they, they cannot take a left-hand turn and then all of a sudden just lose the rest of them and expect to play into the playoffs uh, to kick it. This is a team I think has to continue at least on, on some kind of momentum in reality going into the playoffs. Mm-hmm. 
I do too. And, and speaking of playoffs, I mean, what'd you think of uh, the college football? We're going to get into some of that. What'd you think about the committee's selection of the four teams and their seating? Did you agree or disagree with it? Um, as far as the seating and everything, I didn't, I didn't, I, I never agree with them because, you know, there's too many other things that are involved that, you know, we're not privy of, or do we just suspect that's going on when they decide who's going to be in the top four. But I, I'm, you know, not that I wanted to be incredibly right, but I'm so glad that Michigan State were able to get that victory against um, Iowa, so we can finally say that they're, you know, they're they're just, you know, I, I think I sent you a message. It, it, they're the, it's like a basketball player who's just your mediocre basketball player, and you can, and then he has one good year. That's what Iowa is. That's what Iowa is this year. They're a mediocre team that's never done anything in the past, and you know now, you know they they have one good year. I want to see if if we're going to talk about Iowa being a good football team. I want to hear about it next year and the year after that. Then I'll buy into Iowa being good. Yeah, that would have been a bad matchup, Alabama and Iowa, wouldn't it? Oh God, yeah, that would have been blowout. I, I, I think Alabama would just you know, wipe the floor with them before halftime. They would be, you know, playing some guys in the second half just so they say that they actually played in the championship game. See, I think I was okay. I mean, I think they're better than what people call. Jonathan and I talked about that before. Um, you know, people were picking them to lose in Nebraska and everything. But, you know, I looked at them. They're a fundamentally sound team. They're well-coached. They don't make too many mistakes. But they're not going to out-talent you. You know, they're not going to have more talent in the teams like the Blue Bloods of college football right now. So it's kind of good that they didn't make it in because uh, I still think I was, I think Ohio State's better than Michigan State, Sonny. I think, you know, the four best teams are not in there. I don't think Ohio State deserves it, but – Ohio State's one of the top four teams. They would beat the brakes off Michigan State if they had a chance to again. Oh, I don't know. I, I, that, I don't know. I like I like the way Michigan State won that game against Iowa. I really do. I like it because that was if you watched that game, I'm sure you did. You know that was a that was a tough grind out game. I mean, it, so, but they beat a good good team if that's what everybody wants to talk about. So. You know, I, I think the fact that they won it in the fashion that they won the game was also another big thing for them as well. So I, I think the fact that they they you know played gritty football. I, you know, if they go up against Ohio State, I think if you play gritty against them, I think that's about the only way that you can beat them. So I I don't know. I I don't think Ohio State definitely walks all over Michigan State. In fact, I I, I would probably go the other way. I'd pick it the other way. I'd say Michigan State beats Ohio State. Well, like uh, Jonathan, what do you think about this? Uh... Fiesta Bowl with Ohio State and Notre Dame in it. That's a very intriguing matchup. Yeah, I love that. I think that's a great matchup. You're squaring Ohio State and Notre Dame. They're they're old rivals. Um, I think it's going to be a great game to watch. Notre Dame's offense can get up and down the field, and when need be, their defense can buckle down. And I, I you know, every time I hear this, I think of the '06 Fiesta Bowl, the Brady Quinn AJ Hawk game. Um, and I don't know if it's going to be a blot of that proportions, but I do think Ohio State's a better team right now. I just wish Notre Dame was fully healthy because I think they'd be a real joy to watch. They hadn't lost, you know, seven, eight guys for the year to injury. Well, Quinn, what do you think about your Irish's chances against Ohio State in that game? I mean, if you're a Notre Dame fan, you're disappointed if you make the playoff, but you got to be happy that you're playing a one-loss Ohio State team. Yeah, I'm excited about the matchup. I think it'll be a close game. Um, with with Notre Dame with a month to prepare, uh, 
get some guys that were beat up uh, back and then get some new guys with Kavari Russell that went out and will be out that uh, some guys, those guys that had to play against Stanford that didn't have much experience, they can have more time to prepare. Um, I think it'll be a great game. It'll it'll be an interesting matchup, that's for sure. Um, It'll be interesting to see how how Notre Dame's offensive line does against... uh, Against Ohio State's defensive line. Now, I think I think that might be the most interesting matchup in that game because Ohio State's defensive line is really good. And then it would be nice if you had the individual matchup of Ronnie Stanley and Joey Bosa because I like to see how Stanley would do against Bosa. Well, I'll ask Sonny this right quick. Sonny, you, you look at Ohio State. We saw what happened after they lost, the the chaos that happened internally. I mean, will Ohio State show up? I think Notre Dame's going to show up. Brian Kelly's an amazing coach. He has his team under control. Urban Meyer doesn't. I mean, is Ohio State going to be able to show up and give it what, it, what it's going to take to be able to beat a Notre Dame in a bowl game? I mean, it's a month away. Well, let me ask you this. I mean, I I don't know if you saw it. I mean, I saw some article. I don't know if it was real or not, but I heard Urban Meyer is getting some big-time play as the uh, Cleveland Browns coach, and big-time play so much that they were going to offer him stakes into the the team. How much of the -the off-the-field things that are going on is it going to affect Urban Meyer as he moves forward? I don't know. I I, You know, I I, I mean – I, I saw this article. I don't like. I said I don't know. I, I don't know if it was real or not. But I, what I read, it sounded like it was real. And it, you know, it just uh, it just all depends the mentality. And forget the kids. I mean, the kids are already the, the mentality of the kids is that they're going to play a football game. And yes, it's going to be a playoff game. So their mentality is already kind of crazy for both those teams. I, I think that coach's head's got to be into the game. And and if Urban Myers's head's not into the game, he's thinking about other stuff. Outside of you know, outside of Ohio State, that might be that could be a problem. Yeah, and I, I think Notre Dame's a, a disciplined team, Jonathan. And I, I I just don't know. Urban Meyer's got talent. Don't get me wrong, but I just don't. I don't. I look at the character of his team. I don't know if it's there. I don't even know if it's the character of him. But I look at Notre Dame. That's a very high character organization, ran by a man with a lot of character. I mean, some people don't like Brian Kelly. I actually love him. I mean, what do you think of this game? I mean. I don't think Ohio State's going to be able to play in it and win because of the expectations that were put on them before the season, kind of like the Alabama-Utah game a few years back. You know, they lose and they, they, they missed out on it and they got railroaded in the Sugar Bowl. I think Notre Dame's going to take them behind the woodshed. Well, not only that, but does Ezekiel Elliott and Michael Thomas and them actually give it? You know, do they care? Are they going to, you know, do they yep. care do they care to try? I mean, they're just trying to get to the NFL draft at this point. Everybody let that be known. So, I mean, if you're Urban Meyer, and I said this, you know, before the Michigan game, you're better off putting in guys you know are going to be there next year and give them playing time now, especially in games like this that matter. You're better off doing that because they don't want to be there. You can't count on them to give them I don't care if they say they're going to give 100%. You know, Ezekiel Elliott, every time somebody gets close to him, is going to drop to the ground now. So I, you know, it's I could see Notre Dame easily taking care of business because their players aren't as worried. Yeah, their players come to play, and and Sonny, I'm gonna ask you about Derrick Henry, the running back for Alabama, right now. 
How in the world is he carrying the ball over 45 times a game right now and still walking? I mean, well, what, what do you think about him and his Heisman chances? Well, I think his Heisman chances should be there, but I, <laughs> I was wondering. I thought you were going to ask me how's he do it. <laughs> how you do it is until they stop him, they're just going to run him. I mean, really think about it. I mean, it, it, who cares for for college football? Who cares? Run him, run him ten thousand times. After he makes the NFL, that's up to them. I mean, they they get him only for four years. Uh, so yeah, run the hell out of him, and that's what I would do. I, I you know, will he make it? I don't know, but at the same time. Jeez. You you got depend on you get you, when you're in the playoff. Do what got you there. That's what I say. I mean, you do it. You don't go away from what got you there. If someone can't stop you, then you continue to do it, running down his throat. I mean, that that's exactly what I would do. Uh, but the but, good thing is, is that they can throw the football at the same time. But 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 when do you start? Put you know he's a special kid. He's he's very talented. When do you? start looking out for the well-being of the kid instead of the well-being of the win-loss record because the problem with Alabama running backs, and you've seen it, they, they carry the ball so many times during the season that they, they're worn out by the time they get to the NFL. I mean, Henry, if I'm not mistaken, Jonathan, is he a junior or a sophomore? I think he's a junior. He may be a junior. He's gone. But, I mean, is he going to have anything left, Sonny? I mean, when he gets to the NFL, do you care if you're Nick Saban? No, you don't, because Nick Saban only cares about his paycheck. Come on, Nick, he, he can sit here and talk about everything, you know, how he loves his kids and all this other crap, you know. But when it comes when it comes down to the hard nose of the thing, no, no, they care about wins, not the players, because that's what keeps people's job. Now, granted, so Saban loses games; he's not going to lose his job, but at the same time, he improves his legacy. Believe me, Saban is the most selfish guy out on the football field each and every week. Okay, so I don't believe. For a second, that I w- I I don't I don't expect Saban not to run him. I expect him to run him in the ground. Well, speaking about running into the ground, Carolina just fumbles and gets tripped, and New Orleans scores a touchdown, fourteen to nothing. It looks like. But Jonathan, when when do you get to the point where you have to start caring about the well-being of Henry? I mean, is he abusing Henry by doing this? Look, uh, I mean. Henry's there to get Saban wins, to get Saban money. Henry's not there for Henry's sake. I mean, yeah, Henry knows he's there because he's going to try and get to the NFL and make some money, blah, blah, blah. You know what? 45 carries in a game against Florida proves to me that Henry's okay with just Ridiculous. getting torn up. He's, just, he's all right with getting torn up. And, you know, I'm going to use that, that, that 45 carry segment to say this. Dalvin Cook's a better running back than Derrick Henry. Dalvin Cook's best running back in college football. Bar none, gained more yards on less carries than Fournette and Henry. Boom. I mean, come on. He's not a Heisman candidate. He's not a Bill Walker candidate. Derrick Henry gets but, 40 carries a game. Of course his numbers look pretty. But it's against better defenses, right, in the SEC? You think oh, so? Oh, yeah, that's right. That, that's, I, I forgot. <laughs> I forgot about those better defenses. <laughs> they gave up 52 points to Arkansas. Uh-huh. I knew I was going to get him. Sonny, I knew I set him up for that one. <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I mean, no, it's just, I, I, I agree. I think Henry, Henry yeah, he's, he's going to get torched. He's going to get beat up while he's in college. And it's just to get saving his wins. He, that's why when guys go to Alabama, they're on a three-year plan. You sit your freshman year, and then you play two years pretty much like at an NFL level and then move on. You know, that's why they're on that plan. Saban knows that. That's why he recruits those kids. 
he's recruiting kids that don't care to get their, their, their degree. He's recruiting kids that care to get the NFL. He don't even care about the NFL. Come on now. He don't care about those kids making the NFL either. No, he wants them to make it because then he can recruit more. He wants more kids to get drafted out of Alabama so he can recruit more kids that want to get drafted. That's the whole scheme. That's the end game there. Because if I get Derrick Henry and Mark Ingram and Richardson and Lacey, their first and second round picks under me, well, then I can recruit the top five running backs in the nation because they're looking at it going, look, those guys are first and second round picks under him. They didn't work out in the pros. That's not Saban's fault. It really is, but it's not Saban's fault. <laughs> it is. I'm, I'm with y'all. Look, here's the deal. You've got a horse, you run it. You, 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 you get all you can out of him. I mean, you know, the, the difference is these kids are more conditioned now than they have been ever. So it doesn't look like Henry's struggling, Sonny. When I watch him play, he gets stronger as the game goes on. Now, if he was barely walking or something, you kept running him, that'd be a different thing. But, this kid wants the ball. He's asking Saban for it. So Saban would be a fool not to feed him right now. And and the, here's the thing about that, Tarvin. You know, he, he, a guy like that would be, you know, oh, what, about five years ago, would be, be looking at and he would be salivating to get to the NFL. And the only problem is now with that rookie cap, Anybody can have them. No one cares. Um, it, you know that. That's why the NFL is the NFL. I mean, five years ago, that guy would probably be making close to about ten to fifteen million going into his first year out on the football field. Instead, he's getting paid what half a million. <laughs> the, NFL, yeah. the NFL put a stop to that crap, and all you got to do is watch a, a little bit of Sam, Sam Badford to realize that that was probably the best thing for it. <clears throat> Yeah, Cam's got his thirty-one million a year now. He's a second-highest-paid yeah. quarterback. He had he had to pay his dues though, didn't he? He had to come in there and prove it. Yep. In those first few years. Speaking of proving it, Carolina's proving it down fourteen to nothing right now. And then the first quarter in New Orleans. If I'm Carolina right now, I'm just laying down. I'm putting my my third string reserves in, and I'm saying y'all can go out and try to beat the Saints. I'm resting my starters for this week because I'm not giving all of my energy to try to come back and to this hellhole in New Orleans and trying to win. I mean, Sonny, I mean, sometimes you just have to back up a little bit and say, okay, next week, let's go. We've already clinched the division. Well, let's just move I don't on think to next 14, week. I don't think 14 to nothing is enough, though. I, I think it needs to be maybe one more touchdown. 21 yeah. nothing, then, yeah, I'm good. But right now you still got three quarters, and you know what? If your defense figures out how to stop this, the, you know, I mean, remember they scored the touchdowns. Not be, I mean, they 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 got the touchdowns not because the defense was out there. Yeah, turnovers. Yeah, that's that's turnovers. how they, that's yeah. how they're happening. So, yeah, I think I keep them in until twenty-one nothing. Then I really seriously looking at because you don't want to lose a Cam Newton on a game that you're not going to win. And and the thing is too, this is New Orleans, Jonathan. It's not like they have a defense. I mean, Jesus. I mean, they you know, it's still New Orleans here. We're talking about. I'm I'm wrong. I'm just emotionally involved in the game, you know. I'm just pissed off that the the Panthers are down 14 to nothing. I felt weird, Jonathan, when I looked at that line and saw it's six. I'm like, you've been skull-dragging people, and now you're only a six-point favorite over a crappy New Orleans team. I mean, sometimes it makes you wonder if pro football's rigged, man, I swear. Uh, It does. I mean, and, you know, we just have to remember that there's there's – people out there who are considered in the know betters and all that other good stuff who make lines move how they want to move. 
and I think this is a game where it happened. They were trying to get under the key number, and that's one of the bigger things I think about this game, was they were just trying to get under a key number. You know, seven and a half is a key, is a key number. They're trying to get under that so they can bet the other side, but it kept going the other way, and that's when I started going, ah, oh, crap, I lost this one already, didn't I? You know what I mean? Well, plus, this is a division game regardless. Those division games are knockdown drag outs. And it don't matter that it's the Saints that are, yeah. what, have, they won three games. Those division games are always tough. You're right. They play each other so much. I mean, and it's a, it's a rival game. I mean, the Saints and Panthers, it's a, oh, the Saints just got flagged. Finally, acting like a, a, a hoodlum thug will get you flagged in the NFL. I like it. You know, I, I like the NFL throwing some flags. Good job, NFL. Good job. Well, let's go back to what we do best, Sonny, college football. And, you know, I'm just – what do you think about all these coaching changes going on? What do you think about – we've already talked about it. I want your opinion. Kirby Smart to Alabama. Do you let him coach throughout the playoffs all the way up, or should he go to Georgia and go go ahead and move on? What do you think no, about no, keeping no. a coach? He, you know, he he's on board. They, he He's part of the reason why you got there. And, yes, he's leaving the team. But, you know, he's not leaving until next year. No, use him up. I mean, and, and I, I don't I don't think he was being, uh, oh, what do you call it, disloyal. I mean, he wasn't going to get the head coaching job there. You know, sooner or later, guys leave, you know. So, you know, and sooner or later, that guy was going to leave. It just happens to be sooner, more so than later. I'd let him coach. Why not? <laughs> Yeah, I'm, what's he going to do? Throw that. the game? Defend, what's he going to do? Throw the throw the no. game plan out the window and come up with something different? I don't think that's going to happen. Well, you know, most of the time when coaches do this and they leave, like Tom Herman left Ohio State to go to Houston, you know, that's out of the conference. That's nothing even remotely close. But I do have a problem with it being the same conference. You play them next year. You recruit the same players, Jonathan. That's where I have the problem with it is, if you're if you're Nick Saban, we, we know that's Nick Saban's defense. So, I mean, you know Kirby's not going to be in the recruiting meetings and all that. Is he going to be more of a distraction being there than than not? That's that's what I'm trying to do. This is the same conference he's moving to. I say get Kirby Smart out of there. If you don't, if you're not going to be there, get out. Yeah, no, I see exactly what you're saying from that standpoint. Um, because it, it it is kind of odd how he accepts another head coaching job in the same conference, and yet he's allowed to go ahead and coach the defense throughout the playoff. I mean, that's weird. Um, I mean, only at Alabama. Only at Alabama. Any other school, like, all right, get out. I mean, because you've got to remember, when Mark Rick left Florida State to take the head coaching job at Georgia, Bob Bowden told him, look, don't make it official until after we play uh, Oklahoma for the national championship. Okay? And Mark said, well, but i got to jump on it. And Bob was like, that's fine. All right, tell him yes. Just tell them that they have to wait to announce it until after the championship game. Mark Rick said, "Yeah, no, I'm not going to do that." Bobby said, well, "Then get out of my office. You pack, you pack your stuff, and get, get get up to Athens. Then I don't want you around here. Then because I'm trying to get my guys to focus on Florida State. I don't want them paying any mind to you being a part of Georgia." And that obviously was not a decision that we loved because we wound up losing that game 13 to two. Um, but I mean, that's that's where I'm looking at it from Alabama standpoint. Going, the players already know that he's leaving. I mean, this is—I mean, this is common knowledge. The press conference already happened, so I mean, what are you hanging around for? Just move them on out. Yeah, but thirteen that's, that's to two is a pretty am. good defensive game, though, right? 
I mean, <laughs> you know, the, 13, I mean, when you're only giving up 13 points in college football, you got to expect to win, right? It was 2,000. I mean, 13 to 2, 13 was like a high scoring affair back then. Um, okay. I mean, uh, <laughs> got it. Okay. Bite me, Sonny. All right. Wow. That game sucked. And I don't like them <laughs> losing in the national championship. Uh, I mean, come on. Why are you going to be like that? Yeah, we had a great defense, and we had an offense without our top receiver and our offensive coordinator. I was I was really happy going into that game. Let me tell you, we were going to win that one. <laughs> My God, I was just hoping we didn't give up 32 points. But I'm, I'm with you. I mean, you got to think about, Quinn, I'll ask you. I mean, should Kirby Smart go ahead and head on to Georgia? I know he's a part of this team, but – it's a different loyalty now. You're in the same conference. You're going to be playing these guys. You're recruiting in the backyard with these guys, the same players. I mean, if he's going to, to Colorado State like McElwain did, I get it. You know, you're staying. You're going to Georgia. you got to go ahead and move on, Kirby Smart. I just don't understand this, Quinn. Tell me what you think. We'll see if we can split it right I don't know. What if I told you that uh, Saban told uh, Kirby that he better stay until the that's what I think happened. No, they, Kirby would have told they, him to kiss his ass. No, because technically, technically, he's still working under Saban. I think Saban's the one that told him, uh, Kirby, you're staying till the playoffs. I don't think Saban would have done that. I don't think Saban would have done that. I, I don't. I mean, because Saban's too too arrogant and cocky. He thinks he can do it himself anyway, Jonathan. I, I think Saban's like, you know, do you want to stay? It's up to you. And, and Kirby Smart's like, yeah, because I want you to look. When, when, when Alabama's being talked about all for this next month up to these games, Kirby Smart's name's going to be mentioned all the time. Georgia's new coach. Georgia's new coach. All of a sudden, recruits start paying attention to that. Well, hell, I want to go play for Kirby Smart. I say get him out now. I mean, tell him to hit the road goodbye. You like him? I mean, Nick, Nick Saban cried when he was talking about him, for God's sake. So you know he likes him. Um, but it's time to move on. This is a business. This is not – this is a business decision, Sonny. And I think Nick Saban needs to call the pleas in the defense or let somebody else do it and tell him to, to go on. That's like – it's like your wife saying, I'm going to stay with you a few more months while you pay the bills, and I'm going to screw this guy over here. That's what it's like saying. I just don't I don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a love of, I mean. Only I mean, college football can use that analogy. Theoretically, not reality. You know, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Only in college football does that metaphor make sense. Yeah, so there you go. You got to love it. Yeah. Yeah, I just, I don't know. I'm not a Kirby Smart fan, Sonny. I've never been, and. And I think he's a good, he's been a good coach for Saban, but there's a difference between calling plays and running and oh, being yeah. the CEO of a Fortune 500 company. And I just don't know if Kirby Smart's not even allowed to talk to the media unless Saban. He can't even go take a piss unless he asks Saban. <laughs> so how's he gonna be? How's he gonna be right now running an organization like this, being the head coach? I mean, it's a big difference. You can ask these coordinators, ask Gene Chizik, ask us Malzahn. Ask Will Muschamp. It's a different animal when you're a coordinator and when you're the head man. He'll ask Saban what to do. He'll call. <laughs> I mean, he got to he got to raise his hand and and ask, and ask Saban. You know, hey, coach, can, can I accept this job? Is that okay? Well, I'm trying to get Nick Saban to call into this show. He, he may call in. The bastard. Minute, what do you think? <laughs> the bastard not picking I'm gonna, up the I'm, phone. I'm going to get. Yet. 
I'm I'm gonna get what I'm gonna do is piss Paul Paul Feinbaum off, Sonny. I'm gonna have Nick Saban come on my show for an interview. He won't come on to talk to Feinbaum. He hates that bastard. Uh, but but you know I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna get Nick Saban on this show and I'm gonna ask him the question: Did you tell Kirby Smart he had to stay, or did you allow him to? I'm gonna get well, him. Hold on, hang on. You, you honestly think you'd get an interview without some <laughs> stipulations on what you could and could not ask? That's why I don't. That's why I don't do it anymore. I get so many people telling me, "Well, you can have the interview, but we can't talk about this." Well, what the hell well, is he used to having the interview then? <laughs> well, well, Sonny, Sonny, here's what I'm doing. I'm getting my media credentials this year. I'm going to SEC Media Days, and all these guys that then walk around Nick Saban on eggshells, I'm going to ask the true questions. I mean, do you think that's going to kill my career if I ask him the truth, or, or are they going to allow me in there? I don't I don't know how it works. You're you're a media guy. I mean, if I go in there, can I ask the questions I want to, or, or how does that work? Uh, you, you, you can. Well, here, here, let me give you just a little etiquette, okay, which is, you know, a guy that's never done it before and walked into it and, you, you, you know, you host a show on Blog Talk Radio. Eggshells are always good because you can get shut out the next time. And the, and the reason why I say that, it's, you know, I, I've asked for credentials to the Dallas Cowboys for years and years. Okay, I stopped doing it because uh, the main reason why, and I got it from the credential person. They said, Sonny, we listen to your show. We can't let you have credentials because I tear up. Jerry Jones whenever I got the opportunity. I mean, it really, it's all about the important question. Yes, everybody wants to know that, but at the same time, it just depends on why you're going there. If it's your paycheck, if it's your if it's your paycheck that pays your bills, you walk on eggshells. If it's you, though, and you, you don't have anything to lose, it just depends on what you're trying to shoot for, maybe it'll work for you. But if it's your, if it's your livelihood, yeah, you walk on eggshells. You yeah. have to be careful what you ask Nick Saban. That's a good point because if I'm, I'll I'll be doing it for you know a hobby kind of you know one day I'd like for it to be a profession so I better would walk on eggshells because if I ask the wrong question Nick Saban will bar me from the, the media right he'll ban me absolutely I won't be able to ever <laughs> I t- I I'll say I'll say, I'll say hey so you much. little midget <laughs> I'll say hey you little midget how, how much are you how much are you paying players that and shooting steroids in people's ass—that's what I want to know. This, I, I've let I, I've let Jerry Jones know about it in open letters in columns when I used to write columns. And let me tell you something: it, it, you know, you don't think you're getting read? Everything gets read. Everything. They won't listen to you because that's different. Because you have to be there and you have to hear it at the time it's being said. But when you write something and it just hangs on the internet, yeah, that's something that's not forgotten. <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're right. And and you know the problem with social media these days is is everybody's a journalist now. They think yep. everybody's a part of the media. Everybody, and and you know I'm in the media, and, and I'm not a media guy all the way, but I do have respect. I've had good interview people on here interviewing them, uh, Vince Dooley. I've had a couple from the NFL, so I've always been respectful, Tom Luganville, and it's because I want to do this in the future. I want my name to be built, you know, now four years, I think it's been, whatever. Now I can get the media credentials. I've earned trust in in the community, especially with college football and everything. I'm not going to come out here and act like a fool. Not all the time. Sometimes I do, but but on the (laughs) most – 
But, you know, I'm, I'm not going to be invited by Nick Saban into Tuscaloosa to do an interview with him because he knows, you know, I'm, pr- I'm probably oh, an Auburn guy. He, don't, he, he, doesn't, he doesn't want that, you know. So, no. so, so Jonathan, help me get Jimbo Fisher on here, okay? Oh, see what I can do. I mean, definitely people I know, they could probably pull a couple of strings here and there. It just, it'd just be tough because of the fan, you know, the time committed due to, you know, him spending so much time with his family and all that other good stuff. Oh, and, you know, his, his, yeah, wife board, his wife and him are now reconciling. His wife and him are now reconciling. the off-season. <laughs> yeah, he's got 15 minutes to spare. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> we got to babysit for a string quarterback so they don't go act a fool up in the club. Nah, that's true. <laughs> and and I, I need to clear up something on this show real quick. I need to clear up something that was said on this show by a caller last week uh, just to clear it up. I did not say, and you can go back and listen to it, that Les Miles had an affair at Michigan with another coach's wife. That never was said. <laughs> Jonathan, you can back me up on this. I can back you. You and I Dale said that. that. Dale, whatever his name, said that. This was not way in sports. So I don't want a lawsuit coming for – for some kind of BS. I did not say that, Sonny. I know I got a couple messages about it. This was a caller that said that he had information. So am I in any danger whatsoever? No, no, no. Okay. You know how many times I've been threatened with lawsuits on what I've written? It it takes money and it takes time. And believe me, I'm a peon. (laughs) No one gives a rat's ass about me. So they don't want to waste time or money on me. So there you go. (laughs) I, I could I couldn't see Les Miles screwing anybody. I don't even know how he has children. I mean, I couldn't imagine a woman wanting to be with him. You know, <laughs> he'd sue you and ask for the lawn underneath your feet. That that you know that way he'd have enough grass to chew for a while. I'll say I'll say Les, you can have everything but leave the dog. Okay, that's all I ask. Just leave my dog. Don't, don't let the missus know you said that one, Brian. <laughs> well, I was going to say, is he well, in a hermetically a sealed room when he says that? No, no, that, no, no. She, she's a given. She's a given. You can have the TV. You can have the Porsche. You can have the Ferrari. You can have the Wellington Estate, but you just can't have him, okay? In, in my well, if you got a Ferrari and a Porsche, where's my cut? Uh, I told I told you way in sports was was the happening thing, man. I get paid ten thousand an episode, Sonny. What do you make per episode I, of Dog Talk? I, I I make less than ten thousand pesos. <laughs> I, I, I got a I got a check from Blog Talk Radio one time. It was like what three dollars or something. I'm like, what in the hell? You know, Whatever happened but, you to know, that, I'm, by the way? I was making some serious money on Blog Talk I was Radio too. at one time. I mean, see, not, I was I, getting I, okay. Yes, I, I was getting. I, I got my my biggest check was four hundred. I was getting on a regular basis two fifty, and then all of a sudden it fell off the face of the earth. I mean, I mean, just it, dropped out at the bottom of it. Here's what happened, Sonny. That you got on there and. You had a great show, and you still do, and you got the listeners. I got on there, and I was getting, you know, I had a couple of shows where I had 80,000 people listening to it, 100,000 people, and I was getting checked hand over fist, and now all of a sudden it stopped. And you're not the only one that said that, Sonny. My numbers haven't changed much. I still have a lot of people listening to the show, but all of a sudden there's no income coming. So Blog Talk Radio is like, hey, these dumbasses here. 
they're they're not going to call us on it because you're not doing this for a living, Sonny. I'm not doing it for a no. living, but there's some people that are that are trying well, to. I'm doing, and they I'm need doing that it for two fifty. I'm doing it for a partial living. I mean, when I do the when I do the games and stuff with my sponsorships, you know, I, you know, I make a, a partial living on it, but it, it's nothing that I, you know, actually hold on to. I mean, with the radio sponsors for the games that I do, I get paid for doing that. So, you know, in reality, I guess I just kind of, you know, just suck it up and go that route. But you know, high school football, if you can get in, I'm telling you, it can be, it it can pay some bills. I'm gonna get in. I'm going to get in, but I'll tell you what, a homeless guy right now is making more than I'm doing right now on this show. Talk to you. Homeless guy's making more money than what you do in your real job. <laughs> I know. I, I, you you better believe it. Have you seen those for... pretend home, homeless people? They go they go and they change yeah. into their bum clothes and go beg, and then you <laughs> see them. You know, they do the the behind the scenes. He goes steps into a Porsche and goes pulls up to his nice lush house. I've seen those. I love those. They're actually kind of funny. How about the how about the couple that got called Walmart guys that they had a they've been living in the attic of Walmart with a meth lab, a forty two inch LED TV. And they've been sitting there living, smoking meth. I don't know how you do meth, by the way, but whatever, however you inject or take meth, they've been doing that. <laughs> I guess that how was long? a sad At a Walmart? Site. I'm impressed. That was Walmart. That, it, that Walmart. is impressive. How do you do that and not get caught? That just I, goes to show I, Walmart's woman, so cheap, they don't even want to put cameras in the store. <laughs> I heard it was a satire site. <laughs> oh, don't say that, Quinn. Yeah, because <laughs> Sonia posted it. Real. When Sonia posted it in the comments, they were saying how it was a satire site. Yeah, so it wasn't real. Quinn, you're a okay. buzzkill. Well, you're not invited to any of my parties. <laughs> First. <laughs> hey, um, I gotta ask this right quick, and this is serious business right here now. I don't know who saw Connor Cook last night after the Michigan State game accepting a trophy from Archie Griffin. If you didn't hear, if you didn't watch it, go back and watch it. But Sonny, I'll start with you. You may not have seen it, but let me tell you what happened. Archie Griffin was awarding the the trophy. Connor Cook just walks up, snatches it out of his hands. Archie Griffin puts his hand up to shake it, and he just like brushes him off. I mean, what do you think about this punk ass kid? Disrespecting a legend like Archie Griffin. I'm sorry, people are like he's just a kid. I am pissed off about this. Well, I'll tell you what it goes down to. If you go to the kids and you see what they're doing, you know that one of the things is is that they play a game that's in the now. Okay, but they don't care about what happened in the past. I mean, we, I'm sitting here 48 years old, and I'm wondering how these kids don't even know who some of these players are. I mean, and, and we're talking big names, and they don't have a clue who they are. Wait, aren't you playing football? Do you know any history at all? <laughs> and, and what it is, I don't think it's more disrespect to, to Griffin. I think it's more disrespectful to the sport. And I, and I say that because, you know, Griffin, you know, great great guy and everything else, but it just goes to show how he disrespects the sport not to know the history. Yeah. And, and that's the problem with today's kids. I'm going to tell you right now, you walk up to a kid and you say, man, you ever heard of Bart Starr? They go, who? 
And, you know, it, yeah. that's that's what I'm talking about. They don't know the history of the game on who some of the greats that ever played this game yeah. were. They, they only know who, who current people are because they never did their homework on what the sport is. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a I think that's a discredit not only to the kid, but it's a discredit to the sport to where the kids are now. They don't still don't even know who they are, and they're making millions and millions of dollars off the back of those guys. Well, well, Jonathan, I see a senior quarterback at Michigan State, supposed to be this NFL guy. I don't think he is, but he's not even the captain I heard of his team. He's a senior. What does that say about this? I don't know if you saw this. Maybe it wasn't a big deal to you, but if I saw Archie Griffith right now, I would bow to him. That's how great he is. I mean, that's how great this guy was. And like Sonny says, the history people don't know. I go back and watch film in black and white and remember games. Yes. Of players that I don't even know because I love the game. It's the game yes. you respect. It's like baseball, basketball, whatever. If you're a, if you're a five, if you're a team in the Final Four right now and you don't respect Archie Griffith, you don't even need to be on the field. I mean, I just don't get it. I remember an Auburn guy, Jonathan, didn't even know who Bo Jackson was. I'm like, are you kidding? I mean, like, get out of here. What do you think about Connor Cook's actions? Am I wrong for thinking this? But. If I'd have been Archie Griffith, I'd have chokeslammed his ass last night right there on the, on the stage. Well, let me clear up a couple of things. One, Connor Cook knows who Archie Griffin is quite well. Uh, they actually know each other by a first name basis. Um, they've gotten to, they've gotten to, you know, because Connor's obviously been a big part of the Big Ten as far as the face and what he's done for Michigan State winning. This isn't his first time meeting Archie Griffin. This isn't his last time. I mean, they know each other, you know. From what I heard, they're on they're on a pretty friendly basis. Um, sure. Now, if swing his actions, obviously adrenaline's still running through him after winning a game like that, and he didn't settle back down. I, I get that. I okay. mean, you have to try and balance yourself out, relevel yourself. You know, if it had been a blowout, I bet you would have been different because Connor wouldn't have played the last five minutes, and he would have walked up there and they would have sat there talking and hugged and you know kissed babies and all the other good stuff. But because of the way that game ended and how it ended, you know, 30 seconds left, game-winning touchdown, you know, boom, what a game, da-da-da-da, Connor's still amped. You know, so I'm going to give him a little bit of a pass because, you know, because of that. And because he does know Archie. They know each other. You know, and he offered an apology today saying, sorry if anybody got offended by my actions. But at the same time, Uh-oh. Archie and I are on good terms. We know each other pretty well. So and, I'm not trying okay. to disrespect Archie Griffin. Yeah, but here, here's another thing. You're talking about the history. The only two-time Heisman Trophy winner ever in the history of – and you, and, and you do that to the guy. It's the only two-time Heisman, okay? I mean, we got plenty of one-time Heismans that didn't deserve it in the first place or made nothing of it. We're talking about two-time Heisman uh, – I, I, I think it's I, – I think it's – I, I don't know. Maybe the excitement gets to it. Maybe maybe I'll go with you on that a little bit. But um, I, I think I, I don't know. I, part parts of me goes, you know, maybe he was just trying to, you know, put it in his face. I don't know. But I don't know the kid either. So it just all depends well, saw, on what kind of character the kid has. I, I saw Cam Newton win a national championship. But come out in that with class, Quinn. What do you think of Connor Cook? I mean, Jonathan does make some valid points there. And maybe yeah, that is. Maybe uh, we should give him the benefit of the doubt. I don't know. But, I mean, just a jerk to that trophy out of his hand like that and, like, ignore his acknowledgement of shaking hands. He just looks like a little punk-ass bitch. I, yeah, I would say it didn't look good. But, 
he he did that night afterwards, and he even said afterwards when they were like talking with him, and he and he got on Twitter and he saw people were bashing him, and he saw the video, and he said, "Man, that really did look bad." Yeah. So then he probably and I give him credit about, for that. And then he spent about a minute apologizing about it, explaining yeah. what was all going on. I would say he had a big adrenaline rush. I'm with you. And, I'm with he, you, was, Quinn. and he was thinking yeah. about his team and not who was giving him the trophy. He, I think, I, I think it. I'll give I think it, it probably did not. Quinn, he apologized. He apologized, yeah. and that's something that a lot of people can't do. And I didn't mean to cut you out there. Uh, that, that's the that's something, Sonny, that a lot of people won't do. And I'll give the kid credit. At least his his apology was sincere. And after he he realized on Twitter that people thought it was disrespectful, he was like, "Well, that yeah, I see how that could have been. Let me apologize. I will give him credit, Sonny. He did own it like a man and apologize." Yeah, and and getting caught up in the moment is something. I mean, I. I, I, I I, I've, I've never been a part of something like that. I mean, to where I could lose track of everything, but I could understand it. That's why it makes sense. I mean, th- and I think that's the huge thing about it, Tarvin. It makes sense. What he said makes sense. He wasn't reading, you know, yeah. he wasn't Ryan Leaf in it, you know, reading off a piece of paper, you know, <laughs> you know, and, and then just throwing the paper to the side like shit. I just had to say that, you know, it, it, it was more, it was more understandable about how he presented it afterwards. And, you you're right. You know, that's why you have to give him a slide. But at the same time, you, you got, I mean, he knows who he is, but, you know, I get I get it. Maybe he just didn't know the, I just want a big game moment etiquette, I yeah. guess, if that's what you want to put it. Well, you know, he is still a senior in college, so I, I hope, I, I would honestly hope that we're not trying to analyze this kid like he's Peyton Manning or Tom Brady. Mm-hmm. I yeah. really hope yeah. we're not trying to do that right now. But, uh, but I'm just saying, because, because he's going to use the game, clinch the team spot in the playoff. He's a little excited to be with his team. I mean, come on, guys. Let's, yeah. let's yep. the kids yeah, in the and say, you know what? Pieces, it happened. At least he didn't punch somebody in the face. Yeah, <laughs> but here's the deal. And here's the deal. You're right. But the thing is, I'm tired of people saying, oh, he's a kid and all this shit. That's what the problem was. And in, in, in my day, I've done that. My dad would have came out to midfield and skull drug my ass right there in front of everybody in America because I, I mean I get it Johnson he's 21 22 and, and, and you know there's a difference there 22 year old I think you're a little more aware of a bigger game Connor Cook's been there before in some big games and that's why at least he owned it I'll, I'll get off this subject because we all have different opinions but he owned his mistake and you know I, I commend him for that he made it right I say something wrong to people sometimes I've hurt their feelings. I've disrespected them, but I try to always make it right. That was an incomplete pass, by the way, in Carolina. It looked like right there. But I want to move on to this topic real. I want. I want to move on to this topic real quick. And Quinn, I know I want to get something out of you because um, you're younger. But Sonny, I'll start with you on this. Today, with the college football Final Four, you know, you know, teams are in different locations. Maybe you know they're watching where they're going to be. You know, Clemson had a pizza party today in Death Valley. There's a clown, a jumping. There's a petting zoo in there, probably if I had to guess. And, and uh, Michigan State, they were they were eating they were eating hot wings and 
and having a party. There was nobody in Tuscaloosa. I don't I don't think Oklahoma either, but Nick Saban business as usual. I have a problem with having a pizza party if you're if you're Clemson. I mean, tell me if I'm wrong here, Sonny, but a pizza party and all you did was win the ACC. I mean, you haven't won a playoff game yet. You haven't won the championship. I have a problem with a pizza party. And my motto is act like you've been there, even though you hadn't. Clemson, every time they do something, they, they take it to the extreme. And, and like Dabo will drop to his knees after winning the damn Independence Bowl and act like he just won the Super Bowl. Tell me, what do you think about the pizza party at Death Valley today? I think the, the pizza party was. I, I think the pizza party was the right thing. Now, if they went to the Four Seasons, then I think I'd have a little. It's a pizza party, dude. It's, <laughs> I mean, There's I don't a know clown, what, what a kind of pizza. Zoo and yeah, yeah, you know, it, it was it was meat know. lovers. <laughs> oh, they got the fancy pizza. I see. I I get it. Yeah. It, it, I, I look at it. it you know. Yeah, it, it's a pizza party. If it's the Four Seasons, then I'm questioning it. Absolutely, but nah. Yeah. Yeah. It's just pizza. Hell, I like well, Jonathan, pizza a lot. <laughs> well, Jonathan, I'm just, I just have a problem with Dabo, and he has, a, he has grown up a little bit, but, I mean, come on. Act like you've been there. Pizza party? Come on. I mean, tell me, am I, am I over-exaggerating this? Am I, You're a grumpy am I in a old bad man, mood man. today? You're a grumpy old man, I feel and like I'm older than him. <laughs> I mean, I mean, come on. Let, let the kids have a little bit of fun, you know. They, they're, they're cel- at least they're celebrating their season, like like Corbin was saying. At least they're celebrating their season with a little pizza party having together. Because Clemson ain't done nothing since That's 1980. Funny. I mean, That's you know, funny, I mean, at, le- at least they get to, at least they're allowing to do, you know, do some, ha- have a little bit of fun, celebrate the fact they've had a great year. They're gonna have a month off where they play another game. So let's celebrate the the, the journey it took to get here. Without going to a strip club, without going, you know, to the bar, and, and then let's get ready. Let's get let's get set to play. You know, well, and, that, and to me, you know, what that says is that's good team morale. That's team building. Uh, you know, you know, you know what what would have been more ballsy? Set up a bull riding arena there and let these fans get on a damn live bull and ride it. They really excited about <laughs> it. A, a pizza party with a clown and a petting zoo and one of those little jumpy things. What was that called? Where you? Well, that's where you I go don't know. There. Did they, did they build it for him, or did they go to a place that had it? I mean, now they build it no. for it, maybe when it was a little bit. But you know, you look at look at it this way. It, it, it you, maybe this will help you. You know, they had a pizza party. Okay, all right. Think of it as the golden corral of all you can eat. Okay, it's not the it's not the lush thing that's going on. It's about the cheapest you can possibly get kind of thing. So you know, it, it's the well, golden corral I mean, of all eating a bunch of college kids. And that's I think I think y'all are gonna like that. Like, let's be real. You know, you're you're giving these you're, kids you're rewarding. Them. I'm pretty sure they'll eat anything. Yeah. <laughs> are are, are it, it was 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 Clemson rewarding their fans for supporting them through this entire season? Was that what it was? I mean, or was it we're we're so happy to be here that we're gonna get the petting zoo, the clowns, and everything here and celebrate? Nick Saban is business as usual. And that's what the difference is to me. If Auburn had a one last night and been in the Final Four, Quinn, I don't think you'd have been in Jordan Air Stadium with a clown eating pizza happy about it. I mean, you know, if Notre Dame would have I had, 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 had – I, I know you would have, Jonathan, but not, not Quinn. the clown? Crusty <laughs> the clown, the child – Chester the child molester. 
walking around <laughs> on campus. Good thing I'm not a child. <laughs> I mean, you know, I just think you got to let them have a little bit of fun. They're still in college, still this. free to get the business. And, you know, Clemson's very tight-knit as far as it goes with things like that. They believe in the whole, it's a family thing. But it's not rewarding the fans for celebrating with them. It's just, let's get our, our, our giant Clemson family together and let's celebrate a great achievement. How many, we're the only team in college football this year to finish the regular season 13-0. and and it's a wonderful achievement. Let's do a little something right now without getting too stupid. And then let's go, you know, go smack around Oklahoma and then go skull, skull jug Michigan State and win a national championship. Ah, oh, here we go. Oh, I see that that was a... I see that underhanded <laughs> comment. <laughs> he, he, he just gave who he thinks going to win the national championship. I love it. Yeah. Did I? Uh, Did I? He's, he's crazy. I'm he's crazy. Think now. Is that reverse psychology? And, and maybe and a little obviously bit. Obviously, <laughs> it's going to be. It's going to be Oklahoma and Alabama for the championship. Quinn, Quinn well, yeah, I, I, know, I know you don't have to obviously, obviously, it's going to be Oklahoma and Michigan State, but that's okay. <laughs> okay. It's going to Quinn, be Clemson and Michigan Quinn, State. <laughs> Quinn, do you have a problem with the pizza party? No, I don't. Um, in Oklahoma, they actually sat around and were eating food, too, like uh, Michigan State. I am nothing wrong with that. I mean, if you Yeah, they were, they were I mean, eating and watching TV as a team. A bunch of clowns didn't come together in a stadium and eat pizza. Hey, well, somebody's got to make you laugh. If that's the way you're celebrating, then that's fine. I like I like the way that Brian Kelly says it. He says we 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 have twenty four hours to celebrate a victory and then we're back to business. Well, they were taking their twenty hours of celebrating a victory and they'll be back to business tomorrow. Yeah. You know why Alabama didn't have a pizza party in clowns? Because they were at some booster's house getting their checks. Eat, uh, hanging out with yes. the and drinking some Dom. Uh, we all know that's what was going there on. Go. Uh, I don't blame the Dom. The Brewster's house getting paid. <laughs> no, 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 no. They, they were, they were, they were at T-Tail Menswear getting free to fit, uh, uh, fitted for free suits because their, right. their size did change after 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 all the steroid usage all year. Their size changes in their suits. Yeah, yeah and the, and needed, the women are in suit. the pool house. <laughs> I mean, let's be realistic. Alabama was a business as usual. Alabama was, and we're off doing things we really don't want you to know about, so we're just going to tell you it's business as usual. Yeah, pizza, pizza, hell, they're they're eating uh, they're eating uh, $200 steaks with strippers dancing and, and $100 bills going everywhere. The Don Perry on <laughs> Making the rain. You know you know your college kids are broke. You know your college kids are broke when someone's making it rain at the strippers and you steal the money from the strippers. You know the boys aren't making any money. Oh, I'm dumb. I'm gonna tell you this, guys. I'm gonna tell you this. I'm 39 years old and I have a good job and I've been in my industry for a long time and I don't have a suit near like. I mean, these Alabama players, I, I, I mean, I'm 18, 19 years old. They walked around in a $5,000 suit. And I don't know. I still can't have one. I still can't afford a $5,000 suit. 
and I work every day of my life, Sonny. And that's that's the thing. It's funny. You see this whole team walking up with $5,000 suits, and the 18-year-old and their mom works at Popeye's Fried Chicken, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Is that like Derrick Henry and his Chargers? Derrick Henry rolls up in a, yeah. a $65,000 customized charger with an Alabama paint job. No, that yeah. ain't called a booster. His mama bought that. Yeah, she lives in Section 9 housing. What of it? <laughs> yeah, I don't think I, you know, I haven't even owned a soap for the last 20 years. So there you go. Well, I have two. Well, so I, my suit game's better than Sonny's. I can now die a uh, happy man. There you go. I I just wear khakis I a, and a, I just wear khakis yeah. and a uh, sweater vest, man. That's about as good as it gets for me. Okay, I'll wear a suit when I have to go visit a client. <laughs> yeah. When I have to go visit a client, I'll wear a suit. But like Sunny, I'm I'm khakis and a dress shirt. You know, if you notice how the profession's changing now, you don't see companies anymore. A lot of people wearing suits and ties anymore. Have you noticed that the change in the in attire? Mm-hmm. It's not professional anymore. People are coming to work in jeans and stuff, and I, I still like to wear the old tie, Sonny. I'm, I'm old school. So I like the tie. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I wear, I wear tie, a tie, so I can't go wrong. I'll wear a tie, you know, as long as it's either burgundy, black, you know, burgundy or black, yeah, I'll wear a tie. <laughs> well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk about, real quick, what do y'all want to talk about? we got 20 minutes. Sonny, anything you want to cover in the next point? I'll go around the room here, and we'll talk about what you want to talk about. 22 minutes and some change left. Sonny, what would you like to discuss for the next few minutes? I sure hope people don't think the Patriots are, gonna, are are falling on their face because they lose one game this season. That's a, that you know I, after the loss last week. I mean, all I'm hearing, all oh, the Patriots are done. Well, guys, the Patriots are eleven and one, okay, or ten and one, whatever it is. They're ten and one, okay. They're not done. They lost the game. I mean, every time the Patriots lose a football game, you know, you know, they get Bill Belichick in front of a microphone. Looking like hell. Well, put him in front of a microphone after he wins. He looks the same way, guys. Okay, so it, you know, talk about business as usual. It's they didn't win the game. You know, big whip. So those that think that the Patriots are, you know, now completely done without Gronk and without everything, just calm it down just a tad and realize that you're going to have to go through New England if you're going to get to the Super Bowl. So, so the, I'm going to ask you this. I know Denver beat them, right? Denver yep. beat them. Do you think that was and because of the that, injury? And I by the way, just to let you know. So, so, so should Peyton Manning get his job back once he's healthy enough to play, or do you, if you're Denver, no. do you keep rolling with this kid? Well, I, it, I I heard Jonathan. I thought I, I you know, th- listen, Peyton Man Peyton Manning's not that much of an ego freak that says, well, I'm healthy. I need to start. I think Peyton Manning go. Listen, the kid's got a high hand. We haven't lost a game since he's been in there. I mean, you, you might as well go. Hell, I'm falling apart here. I think I think Peyton Manning understands where he is. And really, to be honest, if this guy wants to play next year, like he says, he needs to take the rest of the season off, get completely healthy, and, and before he hits the field in game number three of the preseason next year, 
if he wants to play next year. But I, you know, I don't think he, I don't think Peyton Manning's that much of an ego freak. They, you know, well, I'm healthy, I'll go ahead and I'll be the starter. I don't think it's that way. I really don't. Well, I mean, you see, Sonny, he he went to Indianapolis and lost. Peyton Manning did. He loses by six. Was it sixteen points to Kansas City? But all of a sudden, this kid comes in and goes on the road. Chicago was hot at the time. Beats them and then beats New England. Now he's up fourteen on the road at San Diego. Yep. Jonathan, how could you put Peyton Manning back in right now as long as this kid's going? I mean, Denver looks like the best team in the AFC right now with him. Yeah, you don't put Peyton Manning back in. That 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 pipe dream's over. Um, I honestly, Denver's playing much better. Peyton, even when he was healthy, didn't look that good. And it was like, well, look at the Green Bay game. Fine, look at the Baltimore game. Look at the Kansas City game. I mean, I, I can rattle off six other games where Peyton Manning looked awful. I, you know, he just – his arm doesn't have it. And I think Sonny's right. If he wants to come back and play next year, he needs to take a lot of time off. He needs to rehab. He needs to see if there's anything he can do to get rid of that noodle arm. If he's got a noodle arm next year, it's over. I mean, retire. Don't Brett Favre Peyton. Don't Brett Favre Mm-hmm. And it's getting colder, guys. I mean, Sonny, it's, the temperature is just going to get colder. December 20th, he's going to Pittsburgh. It's cold in Denver, too, whether he's he's outdoors. I just, I mean, as long as this kid's winning, you, you use Peyton Manning if you need him, you know, if, if you need him as a veteran, maybe in a big situation. But I don't see Peyton Manning getting better this season. I just don't think it's something that can be cured, especially with the weather the way it's going to be. Exactly, and here's another thing. Just kind of think of it. I kind of I like I like to take this one. You know, Colin Kaepernick, okay, was in the same situation with Alex Smith. Now, granted, Alex Smith is no Peyton Manning, okay, so, but you go with the hot hand. I mean, so you you Jim Harbaugh and say, listen, you know, yeah, I, I, Peyton, we love you, we respect you. But you know what? We need to win games to make the Super Bowl. And not that you wouldn't get us there or anything, but you know your chances of messing, you know, you know, having bad plays or not playing well right now are there. Put him in a freaking Michelin uniform, okay? Let him stand on the sidelines, stay warm in those games, and let him start next year and see how he does. But the time to find out that Peyton Manning is completely done is not in a playoff run. It's this season, and if anybody in the front office in Denver thinks it is, they're making a big mistake. Yeah, I'm with you. I mean, it's like Denver's defense is a very good. I think they run the ball. They're getting better with that. Quinn, I mean, what do you think? Peyton Manning, does he come back? I say keep him out as long as this kid's doing what he's supposed to do. The team looks a lot better with the quarterback than Peyton. Yeah, I I would say keep Osweiler in and keep him doing, keep doing what works. And I think when Peyton is healthy, I think he'll do what Sonny said, and I I think he'll let the kid go and he'll and he'll just help him out when he comes on the sideline. Yeah. He'll give them tips and he'll help him out. Yeah, I think if he wants to go at it next year, yeah, he needs to needs to fully be healthy and do whatever it takes to get his try and get his arm back. So yeah, I just don't think he can. And I don't I think Peyton Manning, like like Jonathan said, don't Brett Favre here. Look, Peyton Manning, you'll go down as one of the best of all time. I don't care how many Super Bowls you have, just walk away. You're not get your arm's not gonna get better at forty. Okay? I mean <laughs> it, it's just not going to just step away from the game. 
just like Kevin Costner did in the movie for Love of the Game. Chapel, like that was his name. He gave it up. His arm was shot. He loved the game so much. He wasn't going to disrespect it by stinking up the joint. Well, well, Sonny wanted to talk about the Patriots not stinking or not, you know, not not panicking just yet on them. Jonathan, what would you like to discuss in the next couple of minutes? Hockey. I mean, let me let throw you that curveball. Hockey. I'm ready. <laughs> oh, look at Sonny. That's no. my dude. No. Anybody, I mean, just, come on, Brian. Let me do it. Okay. <laughs> all right. Go ahead. Go ahead. All right. Go ahead. All right. All right. So, so Sonny, I'm pretty sure you're well aware of that. And, Quinn, you're from up north. You have to watch hockey. If you don't, just, just don't ever come back. Uh, I, I somewhat <laughs> follow hockey. All right. So, Patrick <laughs> Kane is having one of the most impressive streaks hey. I've ever witnessed in my lifetime, a hockey player scoring a point in 21 straight games. Yes. Looking for the franchise record for the Blackhawks tonight. But there's this still this rhetoric, and being a Florida State fan, this is how I kind of tie it back into the show, Brian, to keep you intrigued. Um, <laughs> Patrick was accused of a rape in the offseason, and they dropped it because she decided that she was done uh, cooperating because her mother kind of screwed some things up, and the prosecutor's office said there wasn't enough there to go after a conviction. Now that Patrick's having this great year to follow up after that, is it still all right to, you know, go ahead and say at the end of the year, if he keeps us up and is clearly the best player, is he the MVP of the league? Because there is now a heavy debate, and I've noticed this especially in the New York and the Washington, D.C. media, where they're, they're having this whole... He's he's great and he's been awesome, but is it okay to actually root for him to continue to be great and awesome, even though he wasn't convicted, he was accused. It goes yeah. back. It go it goes back to anything else. I mean, he he wasn't. See, the difference between Hardy though, you know, coming back into the NFL is he was actually convicted. Okay, he was actually convicted, except they had to throw it out on the retrial and everything. So the different—that's the huge—that's the biggest difference in reality. Um, and so his record's not showing anything. Um, and so, and that's the reason why I say now, now I'm not a Greg Hardy fan at all. But the difference—the difference between the situation is—is is that the conviction is not there, and what you know. It, it's not on his record. It's done. It's over with. I think you have – I mean, the guy is playing out of it. By the way, he's got one of the best crossovers on, on, in hockey right now, and I think that's one of the reasons why he's been playing so well. He's got fundamental skills of the, of the game. And when, when, when you have fundamentals of the game – like Peyton Manning did six years ago. Okay, you become one of the best to play the game. It doesn't matter what's happening offside, uh, out of the, off the ice. It just matters what you're doing on the ice. And yes, I think he should be the MVP right uh, right now. All right, that's about three minutes too long of hockey talk, but I'll let you guys. <laughs> oh, do Brian, oh, you're, sh- you're such a poor sport. <laughs> Gosh. Hey, by the well, way, there's so hey, hey, if hockey was doing so bad, they wouldn't be talking about expansion. So there you go. I, I mean, they're, also talk, I mean they're talking yeah. about expansion for the MLS now in soccer, and I don't know if that's such a great idea. They want to add up to 2018, and I just saw that, shook my head, and said, what the hell are you doing? I didn't even know we had 12. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and I follow soccer. I watch, you know, the German and the Spanish, you know, the Bundesliga and the the league and all that, and it's like, what, you know, more people in the U.S. watch European soccer than they watch American soccer, so why are you going to try to expand? Because you want to put it in our faces? 
and it just doesn't make any sense. <laughs> you know, I know baseball and the NHL are talking about expansion, and I think you could do that in America, and it would work. I think it would be great for the sport. I even think, in all honesty, the NFL could expand as long as we find a way to get competent officials. Oh, did I just see this? The, the Carolina yeah, Panthers did. had a chance to tie the game, and they blocked the extra point and run it back for a score. That's first time, sweet. first time in NFL history that's happened. By the way, that shows you how lucky I never the knew that. Are. Thank you, though. I I hate yep. you, New Orleans. Yep. New Orleans has just screwed up your point spread, Jonathan. Now they're going by Carolina's going by four probably instead of instead of the touchdown because of this crap. But anyway, well, I'm just Quinn. glad it didn't happen while Rob Ryan was still the coach. That's all I gotta say. That would have been hilarious watching him oh. run down the sidelines. Yeah, <laughs> you know everything. Everything that everything that has gone wrong or could go wrong has gone wrong for Carolina today, and they're, and they're down only down three. Yeah, they're down by three points right now, and they're down three. I mean, and they played terrible. Quinn, what do you want to talk about before we go tonight? Um, better better I'm not be hockey or soccer. I'm just excited <laughs> for the bowl games, and I think you guys brought up a good point about how Notre Dame will be a will be a lot more motivated than probably Ohio State's players are, mm-hmm. and I think that's and I think you were uh, correct on that because. These Notre Dame seniors and these players, they want to go out with a victory, and and they and they don't care. They love playing for Notre Dame, and these guys want to be in the pros, but they they care about representing what's on their chest. Unlike unlike a lot of Ohio State players who just care about getting to the mm-hmm. draft and don't care about their teammates. I got a question. Does that mean Florida State playing Houston in the Peach Bowl? <laughs> yes, they are. Yep. I mean, I you're, you're kidding, right? I was hoping we'd actually play an opponent that I could be that. proud of beating. I mean, I, not to say I, I'm impressed with Houston. If Houston was undefeated, I, I would have made a push and said that they deserve a spot in the playoffs. But we got Houston? <laughs> I wanted Iowa. I was so set on playing so, Iowa that I was already playing up Florida State versus Iowa shirts. And you tell me I got Houston? Come <laughs> on, I don't want to go up against that offense. I I was going to ask you about that, Jonathan, and about how you like that. Uh, I kind of felt bad when I saw that Florida State. Florida State will kill Houston. Florida State. They looked at us and said, oh, Florida State's in here. Uh, Let's just stick with Houston. Here you go. I mean, come on. That's not fair. The Fiesta Bowl, who always gets the worst game every bowl season, got Ohio State and Notre Dame. And we get Houston. I mean, <laughs> really? And, and I can't believe the Rose Bowl took Iowa to begin with, but come on. So, so why did the Rose Bowl take Iowa over Ohio State? I mean, and, and I didn't see the final, final rankings, but could someone tell me the top eight? Like, we know the top four, but who was five and six? Was Ohio State ranked higher than Iowa after the, after the poll? No. Iowa no. was five. Iowa yeah. was five, Stanford was six, Ohio State was seven, Notre Dame was eight, Florida State nine, North Carolina ten. Okay, well, North Carolina lost and moved up. Nobody. <laughs> but Iowa, though, honestly, do you think Iowa's better than Ohio State, Jonathan? No, I'm close. 
I, I, I honestly, I, I don't as much as I like Iowa. I don't. But I will say this. I think Iowa-Stanford is a great bowl matchup. I think Ohio State and Notre Dame is a great bowl matchup. And I think that's yeah. more of where the rankings yeah. came from. They were trying to rank them that way so they could justify the way they wanted the bowl games to be. And, and I hey, think they actually game. did a good job with that. I have a question. The, uh, Do you think the Ohio State-Notre Dame game could get more views than both semifinal games, both no. than the semifinal games and the <laughs> national championship get more views? No, no, no. 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 No, I'm not saying no. it's a line, but I'm What's saying just for a, a game. taco? They're playing for a taco. No. no. <laughs> okay, I was just curious because of how big the fan bases are. I was just curious Ooh. if they could get That's more That's fine. Those big there. fan bases are going to watch the semifinal games, too. And in all reality, That's I true. love this, how they, they try to it's compare probably, ratings probably to the probably going to be the same. We all know question, that we're all though. going to turn on every bowl game imaginable, even if we're not watching it, just because we want to look up and go, oh, hey, look, college football is not dead yet. Oh, it's not it's not February yet. Oh, thank God. Yeah, but, but also, also I think the Rose Bowl said, you know what, Ohio State, you know, if had Ohio State been invited, do you think a lot of those Ohio State fans would have traveled all the way out to California after oh, oh, yeah. being let down? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, Ohio yeah. State. Listen, I hate I hate Ohio State. They're the best traveling team in college football. I'm telling you right now, they they they'd show up and they'd show up in Nebraska freaking India to play a football game. I'm telling Ohio you. State is more transplant fans. Well, that, that's true too. But at the same time, at least they get the fans to the game. And that, and believe it or not, that's a big, big question on when they were going to rank them. I mean, if someone could draw as good as Ohio State, then maybe they had a better shot making the Final Four. But the simple fact of the matter is, some of the teams that don't draw, and that is going to be a big part of it because business is business. And if you can't draw across for the country, they're not going to do it. Yeah, and, and you know, I mean, Nebraska accepting the bowl at five and seven—that's just insane, Sonny. That 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 if you're five and seven, you get a bowl invite anyway. Missouri told them thanks, but no thanks. Nebraska's eating that crap up at five and seven, and, and Minnesota is taking one at five and seven. I mean, Sonny. I mean, well, how much money are they getting? Price. Of course. Hey, listen, you're going to take it regardless because there's money. I mean, it. it you put the pride aside when it comes to money. Hell, I'll do, I do it every day. Okay, so so there you go. You put the pride aside when someone's giving you the money. And remember, I mean, football is what sixty percent of all of the the monies that are taken in by by an average college. Okay, so you got you don't have a choice. You got to take that. If that bid comes, you take it. You don't say, well, you know what? I don't think so. Thanks though. No. You know what, Brian? Go make Nebraska play in Hawaii, and go make Minnesota play in Idaho. If they're going to come in with five and seven records, send them to bowl games that don't draw anyway. Well, well Nebraska's going of... to California. Well, they will, and it'll be a vacation for those people. They'll they'll love to go to California and uh, watch their five and seven team try to be six and seven on the year. I mean, that's terrible. I mean, I, I don't even think 500 teams should get a bowl game, honestly, but that, that's just me. I, I just don't think Auburn deserves a bowl game this year. I, I think this is the year they need to 
to get better if I'm a quarterback. They don't need to, they don't deserve to have a bowl game at, at six and six. That's terrible. You're two and eight or two and six in your conference, and you're getting a bowl game. I, I just don't understand that. I don't understand that. Ryan, you got to say it right. It's terrible. It's terrible. 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 Exactly. terrible. You're reading my mind, Jonathan. You got to do. You, you got to do it. Hey, hey, I'll put it on your board. To help, I'll, I'll put the picture of Charles on your board so you can practice it. So you on your Facebook board. I, I remember. Page. I remember Notre Dame turning down a bowl not too long ago at like seven and five or six and six or something. Quinn, didn't they? They did, they turned the bowl down and said thanks, but no thanks. That was you remember that, Quinn? I remember that was a Hawaii few years ago because I I don't I don't remember in recent memory of them turning a bowl game down. I do. And, unless it was for another one, unless it was to go to another one, no. but not turn down the only bowl get no. only bowl they that they get. So I remember that. I, it was, I was I want to say Jimmy Clausen was actually still the quarterback. Um. And they yeah, went like six and six, and they turned down like the Hawaii Bowl or something stupid like that. Actually, I think um, I do remember that. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think Miami did the same thing that year. They turned down a bowl game, but I was trying to avoid yeah. sanctions. Yeah. See, it costs yeah, teams money. That, if you yeah. don't, if you don't sell out all your tickets, just think about it, Sonny. I mean, if you don't sell out all your tickets, and it, it costs teams money to go to bowl games, really, it's not. Like a money maker, as much as people think, it costs Auburn. I mean, it won't cost them in Birmingham. Well, it's just an hour drive, almost. But you know, so if, if Auburn had to go to Hawaii right now and play the bowl game, they would lose money, and I would decline it too. I'd be like, no, we're not gonna, we're not gonna lose all this money. So, Sunday, sometimes it's not about just pride. Sometimes it is about money. It's not losing money, which a lot of these the teams have to eat those tickets. The teams have to pay for those tickets that nobody. Nobody buys, so you have to be careful, you know, which bowl game you accept. Like so the Houston, Papa John bowl. they're going to eat a lot of money because they won't sell probably all their ticket allotments. Now, those are some of the Florida State fans. I, mean, that, that's what, I, I can already tell you that's what's going to happen. Those boosters are eating that, eating that for the college. Come on, I, I'm not. I'm not buying that. Boosters are eating those things for the, you know, those tickets. That's not t- costing the college. And then time. they head to yeah. hub and they get resold. That's exactly how that works. We all know that. Yeah, yeah. There ain't nobody takes a hit uh, like you said on that. But I mean, that's what they report anyway. But oh but yeah, guys, that's what they report. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, I was going to say, I didn't think talking. you were too foolish to believe that, so there you go. Yeah. No, I'm not, I'm not. Thanks for joining us for two hours. We'll be back on next Sunday night, and maybe even earlier, something big happens. We will be following these coaches and seeing what goes on. But, but, guys, thanks for joining me. Have a great week, and go watch some football. We still have a whole second half left in Sunday night football. Talk to you soon. All right, y'all. Have a good one. Mm-hmm.